0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast? The podcast where I introduce myself differently every time I'm coming to you live from the San Francisco Bay Area, which is the best Bay Area there is in North America, California, And um, most of the United States. Um, Anyway, quick segment up top podcast update since this is what is a podcast and we don't know what the fuck we are doing here. Um, I was listening to uh, my episodes back because, you know, I took some time off and now this is the second week in a row that I knocked out a podcast or I hope to knock out a podcast as I am recording it now for about a minute or two or three or four, but really we just passed one minute. Um but I was listening to it on iTunes and I had an issue is like, oh my podcast isn't available on iTunes. It's available on, you know, my cast box, on Google, on YouTube. Um I have decided also that I'm just gonna like throw it up on YouTube as soon as I do it. Um that way it's free to view. I mean it's free pretty much everywhere but it's free on YouTube and that might expand my audience. So, you know, more people that way, as if my audience isn't only me at this point, but whatever. But anyway, like I was saying, I'm listening on iTunes and I had a hard time, you know, with my, um, podcast. It was saying it's not available. I can't listen to it. Blah, 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 boop, boop, boop. And I figure it's because. and I think I may have mentioned this in my older podcast when I started like editing and shit like that. But probably it's because it's listed as a video because I um edit it in iMovie or whatever editing software just to make um the sound a little bit better, I'm a little bit more um boisterous and clearer. But I did realize that if I download it, then I can listen to it. And that's no big deal no problemo if you download it then it's fine and you can listen to it whenever you want and then once you're done with it you can delete it you can piss on it you can do whatever you don't have to listen to whatever again um but yeah on itunes if you're listening on a phone much easier to um Download it instead of struggling if you are a fan. I don't know if I have any fans or if anyone listens to this. But I do know that on my YouTube channel, one of my episodes has like 30 views, 40 views. Mind you, I was not popping on YouTube. I'm still not popping on YouTube. But for my channel, which at the time I uploaded, it probably had like 100 subscribers. And I'm now at like 140 subscribers, something like that. Um, so, 40 views is good against those numbers, and people were watching it, so, I guess it's okay, and people like it, who knows, um, but I just think that, you know, if you, um, if you download it, and then you're good to go, or if you do it on YouTube, you're good to go, if you're on CastBox, if you're on Google, if you're on, um, Blueberry, the Blueberry app, the Blueberry I don't know why I like singing that, but I just remembered that I used to sing that. Um, That's all fine and dandy, and you can go from there. Um, But now that the podcast update is um, out of the way, I figured I'd talk about sports. Because who doesn't love sports? I know I fucking love sports. And if you don't like sports, then what is wrong with you? Why don't you like sports? Go watch some sports. Go watch ESPN. Go watch Fox Sports 1. Blah, blah, blah. And I want to talk about Kyler Murray. Um, it's kind of old news at this point, but I want to talk about Kyler Murray and um Baseball Hall of Fame, going with Hall of Fame first, because Mariano Rivera has been unanimously elected to the Hall of Fame, the first ever unanimous person. And while I was like, damn, congrats, Mariano Rivera, it's really like wild that no one else has had like unanimous votes because like Willie Mays one of the best players ever. You have Hank Aaron, one of the best players ever. You had Ken Griffey Jr., one of the best players ever. People like Greg Maddox, people like Ricky Henderson, people like the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas. Those people have never gotten 100% of the vote. And that's, in my mind, that's ridiculous because you have some of the all-time greats and Mariano Rivera is an all-time great. He's the greatest closer ever. One of the most clutch players ever in the sport, um, locked down in the like the highest stress position you can be, and he was you know clutch in that position. So I don't want to take anything away from him, but to have him be the first um, unanimous person ever is kind of wild. But congratulations to Mariano Rivera. Um, Mike Mussina also got into the Hall of Fame, and. Mike Mussina is actually like, as a millennial, as someone who was born in the 90s and didn't really have a grasp on sports until the 2000s, I only have memories of Mike Mussina as a Yankee. I knew him as a Yankee, and as far as I'm concerned, then Mike Mussina is a lifelong Yankee, but he spent half his career with Baltimore, and it's like, oh, wait. Wait. Half of his career and like all of his all-star appearances came with Baltimore. And I'm like, God damn, Mike Mussina, I need to do more research into these legends because I came of age in the 2000s. I loved baseball in the 2000s. I still like baseball, but definitely in the 2000s, back when everyone was doing steroids and their penises were small. That's when, you know, the Hall of Fame players that I know today, that's when... Baseball was really popping. And that's when, like, I love baseball, like, that's when I fell in love with baseball, was back then. And I was like, damn, Mike Mussina had a whole ass career before I even was conscious of baseball, like, in a meaningful way. Like, probably, like, before, like, 2002, like, I knew baseball and, like, I knew I liked the Giants by that point. But I definitely didn't, like, follow baseball like any serious fan would, until I was old enough to, you know, understand it, and old enough to get my bearings, old enough to play for myself, old enough to be on a team, learn how to hit, learn how to feel, learn how to throw. As long once I learned how to do that, then I- I've just fell in love with the sport. And then we also had Edgar Martinez, the DH, who long time coming for big old Edgar. Probably one of the best DHs to do it if you don't include Big Poppy and Big Poppy, he's probably a shoe in to win or to get in the Hall of Fame, also. But yeah, Edgar Martinez really breaking through for the DHs. And you know, you have B- Big Poppy who's gonna be, you know, the next DH in, probably. I'm not too sure what other DHs will get in. Maybe Nelson Cruz in the future might come in, who knows? Um, but. Yeah, I don't, other than like Cruz, Poppy, um, yeah, I don't know anyone else. Um, maybe a Giambi, but yeah, Cruz and Poppy are probably the next big ones to get in. And it's hard to have like good DHs when only one league uses a DH. But yeah, probably Cruz and Poppy are probably the next to go. And Roy Halliday, rest in peace, Roy Halladay. Um, I remember when Roy Halliday passed away, I was at work and that was like, damn. Roy Halladay is gone. Roy Halladay was one of the best pitchers, like, ever, 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 ever. I remember, like, not wanting my team to face him because Roy Halladay was, like, that dude. Like, he threw with no-hitter in the playoffs. Like, Roy Halladay, whether he was with Toronto, whether he was with Philadelphia, he was just that guy. And I was like, God damn, you don't want to face Halladay. And, yeah, just rest in peace, Roy Halladay. Um... But there are people who definitely deserve to be in. I will make my case for Barry Bonds any day of the goddamn week. Barry Bonds, yes, he may have done, you know, performance enhancing drugs, steroids, a Balco scandal, blah, blah, blah. But guess who wasn't caught using steroids? Barry Lamar Bonds. Barry Bonds is quite honestly like the best player like ever like if you disregard like any allegations of steroids if you pretend that steroids were not a big deal and that if you took steroids it wasn't a big deal if you took that out of the equation barry bonds is actually like the best ever like he's the only member of the 400 400 club and the 500 500 club like how can you even do that he was with pittsburgh And he was good. He was with San Francisco and he was good. And yes, I'm biased because I grew up rooting for the Giants, rooting for San Francisco, but he didn't even win a World Series with San Francisco or Pittsburgh. He didn't even do that. So I'm not incredibly biased, I don't think, but he is like undoubtedly one of the best ever to do it, if not the best. I think he's probably the best ever. And I saw on Twitter, like, people were talking about, you know, Ken Griffey over Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was better than Ken Griffey Jr. Yes, people didn't like Barry Bonds. Yes, people thought he was an asshole. Yes, people thought his head was too big in terms of how his head used to be. But Barry Bonds was better in pretty much every conceivable way. And you have to take into account with Barry that he was walked every so often and he was walked more than anybody that takes a hit on your numbers on your career numbers if you're walked more than anyone else in the game how do i don't understand how people seem to like conveniently forget that when barry bond's whole shtick was that he was walked more than anybody like he was intentionally walked so much that it got like irritating. Like people were intentionally walking Bonds with the bases loaded. Like how is that not goat status? He's very clearly he was a capable defender as well. He was fast in his younger days. Stole so many fucking bases. Like how do, not very few people have hit for power while stealing bases, and Barry Bonds was doing that before any steroid issue. So I don't understand what the problem is. And of course, if you do take Barry, you're going to say, oh, you got to take Pete Rose. Yes. Take Pete Rose, too. I don't care. Take him. I like him. Take Pete Rose, too. I don't care if he gambles. Like we have FanDuel in Las Vegas now. Yes. Of course, take Pete Rose if you take Barry. That's not even an argument. And then also... If you talk about Barry, you talk about Pete Rose, you have to talk about Kurt Schilling. And I don't like Kurt Schilling as a person. Kurt Schilling has said some very, very unsavory things. And Kurt Schilling, I think, could probably use, you know, some one-on-one time with a therapist. But I wouldn't say if I can say that Barry gets in, then I have to let Kurt Schilling in because of his antics off the field. Don't affect what happened on the field. And even though I think like the bloody sock may have been a little bit overblown, he definitely was one of the greater pitchers of his time. And Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. That's just how it is. Period point blank. If you're going to say that Barry Bonds is, if you're going to say that, um, gonna say that Pete Rose is, then yes, put Schilling in the Hall of Fame. Of course. That's not even a question, my dude. It's not even a question, my guy. Not even a question, my girl. Put Kurt Schilling in, put Bonds in, put fucking Rose in, and also put fucking Andrew Jones in. Have we forgotten about Andrew Jones? I'm gonna tell you right now, I like Andrew Jones more than Chipper Jones. Like back in the day when I was a kid, you know, it was like Barry Bonds, like Rich Aurelia. I like Dontrell Willis. And I like Andrew fucking Jones. Andrew Jones, one of the best defensive center fielders who also hit for power. Like a better defender than Willie Mays and a great hitter as well. And yes, I realize that you might be saying blast me, a better defender than Willie Mays, but... Yes, a better defender than Willie Mays, and he played an, Andrew Jones played an era where, yes, people were doing steroids, and everyone was better than the people when Willie Mays was playing. Andrew Jones deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and his voting numbers are pitiful. It's like people forgot about him. I don't want to say they're racist because they put Mariano Rivera in, and he's a, a darker skinned fellow, but I don't know how you forgot about Andrew Jones but not Chipper. Because that was like the whole thing. Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, Duel Jones, the twin Joneses that came to Atlanta, fucked you up, went to the first round of the playoffs, the NLDS, and then lost. How do you forget Andrew Jones? He was so good. He was so good at what he did at center field. Center field. Of incredibly difficult position. You have to run so much. And he made it look easy. Yes, there are people like Jim Edmonds who made great plays. But Andrew Jones was faster than Jim Edmonds. Took way cleaner routes to the ball than Jim Edmonds. That's why he didn't have to dive as much as Jim fucking Edmonds. And Jim Edmonds was great. Highlight reel played. But Andrew Jones had like a 990 fielding percentage. Jim Edmonds, 989. 989 that is not the same as 990 and yes you might think that's a little bit but when it comes to like voting in the Hall of Fame and you're taking defense and offense into account you got to take um the fielding percentage into account and Andrew Jones should definitely be on the goddamn Hall of Fame for sure for fucking sure the pride of Curaçao is Andrew Jones and he deserves The Hall of Fame. Andrew fucking Jones. Andrew Rudolph Jones, if you didn't know. I'm going to look up his stats right now. 434 home runs. 434 home runs compared to a 990 fielding percentage. Hello? He also hit 50 homers in Japan. And Japan is, you know, a different league. Like a different style of play, a lot more small ball, not more focused on the home runs. But he's still kicking ass in Japan with 50 home runs. Like, what are you doing? He had 50 home runs from 2013 to 14. And at that time, he's old. He's currently 41. So he was like mid to late 30s. He's old at that point. And he still hit 50 home runs. And the the one place where you can bag him on, I guess, is his batting average. Because his batting average, Andrew Jones was like a two fifty hitter. But he was a 10-time gold lover and a silver slugger. And he led the league in home runs in 05. People forget this. He's in the Braves Hall of Fame as well. But he also made all-stars in Japan. His first year in Japan, he was an all-star. First of all, you come from Curacao, a baseball hotbed. Like all they do out there, sports wise, is play baseball. You're the best out of those guys in Curacao. You come to America, you kick ass in America, hit 434 home runs in America. You go over to Japan. What do you do in Japan? You make your all star your first year in Japan, also. When you're mid to late 30s and your peak is declining and your body is slowing down, you're still kicking ass and hitting home runs in the Nippon League. I don't know what to tell you. Um, if you don't like Andrew Jones, you can go fuck yourself. I don't want you listening to my stuff, I don't want you, um, you know, associating with me if you don't like Andrew Jones, and that's the end of it, period, point blank. If you don't like Andrew Jones, get the fuck from around me. And that's how I feel about Andrew fucking Jones. Um, But yeah, that's all I have to say about that. And um, I also want to talk about Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray has decided to play football instead of baseball. And I know people have talked about this all the time, but I think I have one point that people aren't making. But just to recap, Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Oklahoma, was signed to play baseball for the Oakland Athletics. And I need to remind you at this point, I am not an A's fan. I am a Giants fan. He got $4.66 million to play baseball. First round pick, signed Scott Boris, agent extraordinaire in baseball. If you know baseball, you know Scott Boris. He has him as his agent, first round pick 4 million dollars secured bag already and he decides to play football and there's a couple reasons for this and i think when i've seen on espn is like some sports analysts are saying like oh kyler murray you know he'd have to play in the minor leagues for 5 years probably not if he's if he's nice out of college he played for 3 years in college maybe 1 to 2 not 4 or 5 Probably if he's good again, nothing is guaranteed, but if he's good, maybe four or five and then you'll say, oh, like his height doesn't matter. Well, you know where his height doesn't matter. If you don't know, Kyler Murray is like anywhere from five nine to five eleven, which is not tall for a quarterback. But height doesn't matter as much in baseball as it does when you're a fucking quarterback. Hello, if you're going to say, you know, he can work around his height, then he's definitely going to be you no know, good in baseball. Yeah, people like Jose Altuve is like 5'5", and he's a perennial all-star. So you can't say that his height doesn't matter in football and then say, oh, because of that, he will be better at football than baseball. His height matters even less in baseball. And if you're a quarterback, to be honest, his height does matter. It does matter. Most quarterbacks are like 6'3", to like 6'6". Quarterbacks aren't 5'8 people. Quarterbacks aren't average height. They're not built to be that. They need to see over and read defenses. Kyler Murray, no offense to the 5'8 5'9 5'10 and the 5'11 people, but he's definitely, you know, more suited for baseball. He has a baseball type body. And then people are also saying, you know, nothing is guaranteed in baseball. You know, he'll probably not be a star in baseball. Who knows what he'll be in baseball. He could just be a regular guy on the roster, blah, blah, blah. And look, that's true. He could be a regular guy in baseball. He could be Jeff Samarja. Jeff Samarja Played football at Notre Dame, was really good, decided to play baseball, and for all intents and purposes, Jeff Samarja is an average player. He's nothing special. But he made a fuck ton of money, more money than most NFL people make, and I'm sure he's happy with that. I'm sure he's happy being, you know, average and rich. But let me tell you something. Yes, he could just be a guy. Yes, he might not be as famous. But guess what? The NFL is not guaranteed either. I don't know why people are missing this. The NFL is not guaranteed either. Do you guys remember, if you're listening to this, do you remember Troy Smith? Troy Smith, the quarterback that won the Heisman Trophy and now is not in the league? That Troy Smith? The Troy Smith that if he was any good in the NFL would still be in the league right fucking now that troy smith do you remember there's a good chance that kyler murray can end up exactly like troy smith with more body damage because he got tackled all the damn time like do you remember david carr david carr was the first overall pick on a brand new nfl team where is david Carr? Do people remember him as anything special? No. Some people think he's the worst quarterback ever. 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 And that's ridiculous. I don't, I don't see how you can say, oh, he might not be a guy in baseball. Like, it's guaranteed that he'll be a star in football. Nothing is guaranteed. The only thing that's guaranteed in football is that if he starts, he'll take a whole lot of shit on his body. A whole lot of wear and tear. And yes, he can, you know, sign with a baseball team, a la Tim Tebow, but might as well do that now while the bag is secured and you have that $4.66 million, bro. But I don't want to say... I'm taking away Kyler Murray's agency. Of course, he can do what he wants. If he likes football more, so be it. I have the right, though, to say that his decision, if he does decide to play baseball, or I'm sorry, if he does decide to play football over baseball, is probably not the smartest decision to make, especially since he's better off than most minor leaguers. He actually exposed like baseball needs to pay their players more, which I agree with. But He already is better off than most minor leaguers. So he should play baseball. That's just my opinion. He can do what he wants, but he should really play baseball. Alright, now here's a time where I make a fake ad or my mock ad. If you're new, I do a segment where I do a mock ad and then that leads into my next segment and then my next segment and then I end it. Um, So This is going to be for hymns. Hymns, um, I'm gonna do it on the fly in 3, 2, 1, go. Are you a man? Then you need hymns. Are you a man? Then you should sign up for hymns. Are you a man? Get hymns. Are you a man? Are you a man? Are you a man? A man, men, are you men? You're probably not men, but you might be a man. And if you're a man, get hymns. Why do you need hymns? Because you're a man and hymns is for men. It's in the name, hymn, as in the pronoun for men. Usually, sometimes it's not, but hymns is for men. Are you a woman? Then don't get hymns. Don't. If you're a woman, women are not allowed because they're stinky and have cooties and you know we don't like women at hymns at the hymns organization we are do not like women we only like men and we only serve products to men no women allowed so if you're a man go to hymns.com slash him, and you can get as many penis pills as you'd like that's hymns.com slash him. Alright, so before I get into my podcast review, where I review podcasts that I started doing last week, I want to do a linguistics segment that I'm calling the Linguistics Hour. And yeah, we're doing the Linguistics Hour, and it's going to be really quick. I just want to say that conversate is a word. If you think that conversate isn't a word, you probably are doing prescriptive grammar, or prescriptive linguistics, or prescriptive mindset instead of descriptive, because conversate is a word, and it has been since the 1600s. Um, If you think conversate is a word, you need to think about who told you why conversate is a word. Who said it? What their status was? Why did they tell you that conversate was not a word? Because chances are they're prescriptive as well, and chances are they're jerks. Conversate is a word. Don't get mad at people who say or type conversate. That's all. Alright, now let's get into the podcast I'm going to review today Um, Since I talked about sports a lot, um, I wanted to do a sports podcast So we're going to do the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny Um, If you don't know who Mina Kimes is, the host of the podcast um, She is the head writer at ESPN Magazine espn personality she's on tv sometimes um but mostly she's like a writer at espn the magazine they might give her a show they gave her a podcast so they might give her give her a show um but i am a fan of mina kimes on twitter and i've been a fan of her on tv so i may be a little bit biased maybe an incident a smidgen bit biased but i have to say um I think that the podcast is good. I think that, you know, it's good. I didn't even say it's mostly an NFL-based podcast, like pretty much all an NFL-based podcast. And she has, um, you know, guests, former football players, um, broadcasters, you know, analysts. She had Matt Hasselbeck on. Matt Hasselbeck as in a major former quarterback in the NFL. Um, She is a Seattle Seahawks fan. So if that doesn't suit you I would still say watch it or listen to it because even if you hate the Seahawks stop being a nerd I'm a Raiders fan but I still listen to people who like the 49ers or people who like the Kansas City Chiefs or people who like the Chargers because I can respect opinions even if they like the team that I don't like because they grew up in a city that I didn't grow up in I'm not an idiot I'm not a jerk um but yeah I think it's really good the theme song is really really good I'm gonna do an impersonation. It goes like it goes like that. And I gotta say it's a blap. Like it sounds really good. I'm excited when I hear the theme song, when it starts and ends with that, you know, just fucking banger of an intro and an outro. And you know, she basically she goes through NFL games with her guests like gives predictions and analysis and like thoughts on players and coaches now that we're close to the Super Bowl you know giving like Super Bowl picks and like who's interesting in the Super Bowl who to watch for who's hurt who's not hurt who should have a good performance who's coaching who maybe has something to prove who doesn't have anything to prove um right now the Patriots and the Rams are are in the Super Bowl. And I'm personally rooting for the Rams because I am a Jared Goff fan. And that's me. But if you pick the Patriots, I'm still gonna listen because, you know, I'm not a jerk. I can respect your opinions. And even if they don't agree with mine, I'm not a fucking jerk. And I can do that. But anyway, I would say Mina Kimes definitely knows her football. Definitely knows, like, Football way beyond anything i know like when it comes to coaching and schemes and route running and different players getting hurt and she's also funnier than me so check it out i give it like a nine out of ten um but yeah thank you for listening to this episode of what is a podcast wherever you are um please be safe thank you for listening all the way through love you goodbye